Hey there, thank you so much for being here. So today we're wrapping up the three-part series. So this is part three. And what we're talking about today is the action. It's like how to train, um, especially if you have to train by yourself, like what you need to know and how you can make it so that it's really simple, doable, and gets you to the place where you want to be. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for joining me for this mini-series. When we focus on something bigger, something more exciting, something that makes us feel good, it gives our brains a better problem to focus on. It gives us something to think about that matters, and our brains love something to think about. I'm talking about dream adventures in this mini-series, but it can be anything that makes you feel good. You could reach out, like my friends Dwayne and Fran, who give so much to stop hunger in our city. Or you could reach in, like my friend Jamie, who just went full out on Jim Fortin's TCP program, and she's changing her life from the inside out. Or you could do like Patty, who's training for a triathlon, and she's not worried about when that triathlon's gonna be or what triathlon she's gonna do. She's only worried about being her absolute best. What lights her up? What lights us all up? And when you focus on like what really lights you up, it makes connections just magically happen. And right now, we need connections more than ever before. If you're lucky and you happen to live in Houston, you have two of the best options for connections ever, which is Bayou City Outdoors and HTX Outdoors. If you aren't in H-Town, don't worry. We're gonna make sure to focus on new ways and different ways to create friends because we all need connection now more than ever. Thank you so much for being here. So if you've been with me from the beginning of this series, thank you so much. In part one, we talked about like dreaming up an adventure or dreaming up a challenge coming up with something fun that you have to look forward to. And it's like giving yourself something not only to look forward to, but to train for so that you give meaning to your movement, right? And you can go back that, uh, that's episode, I think it's 72, two episodes ago. And then part two, it's the piece of what do you really need to know? Like, what do you really need to know? Um, what it's, is just too much knowledge and what can you learn as you go? Like so, so often it's so easy to get stuck in just learning and planning and learning and planning and not taking action. So today we're all about action today. So what I want to talk about is the idea of training for whatever it is that you want to do, whether or not you're training by yourself. Because at this point in everything that's been going on, some people have groups that they can bicycle with or hike with or kayak with or whatever it is. Some things are already open up and people are doing things. And some places people are completely still doing things alone or in small groups. So wherever you are, we're going to try and figure out how you can train for it, right? And there's something else that you need to take into consideration. You need to take into consideration where you are personally. Like, are you a novice? Are you just starting this out? Are you, are you intermediate? Have you been like training a lot? Um, are you like super advanced because you've just been, you know, 
gone full hog in on the training during this whole thing that's happened in 2020. So where are you? Because that really makes a difference on how much you're going to train and what you're going to do. And so because we're talking about all different things, hiking and biking and kayaking and multi-sport, this is going to be a very generic kind of overview, the big overview. Um, if you want to jump in and get the masterclass, just go over to the website, fittestfreedom.com, and grab the masterclass because it has everything. But in the meanwhile, I want to give you what you need to get started. So the way I look at this is that if you have three months and three months seems like a long time, right? But three months to go from, we're gonna call it zero because zero is wherever you're starting from. So three months to go from zero to really, really ready to do whatever it is that you have planned, right? And you may only have two months and you may have to change these things around, but just think about this. Your first 30 days roughly are gonna be your base phase. And what you want to do in a base phase is you want to build slowly. And the reason you build slowly in base is that you want to avoid injuries. Having a strong base allows you to avoid injury. It allows you to get comfortable with distance as you go. And it allows you to get more confident in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's the trails or the roads or the waterways or whatever. And it allows you to start creating a strong body and flexibility where you need it most. Okay. So in the base phase, what you're going to do is you are going to have five days at least of, of exercise and you can move them around. I mean, cause you're usually in base. We're not building a lot of weights, um, or a lot of heavy body weight workouts, but you can move them around, but try and shoot for about five days of workout, whatever that is. And your workouts need to include strength, they need to include stretching, and then they need to include the sport that you're working with. And we'll, when we talk about a multi-sport, like let's say that you're, you want to do something where it involves kayaking and hiking, or, you know, I don't know, biking and kayaking, whatever it is, if you're doing multi-sport, then you're going to have to mix it up a little bit. I also suggest that you use effort and time and effort and time instead of like heart rate, speed, um, computers and all of that stuff. And you may want to get into that later, but when you start with effort and time, what happens is that it makes it easier for you to see the changes that happen the quickest. And to me, effort and time means that um, it's how long you're going how long in time that you're going and how much effort you're putting in. And you'll be able to see, let's say that um, you go out for an hour hike and you do three miles and it was the effort was, eh, it was pretty hard, like you were working it. Um, but then in six weeks from now, you go out for that same hike and you realize that you just did it in 45 minutes and it was like a moderate. So you're looking for, you're looking for wins, right? You're looking for ways to, to see that you've actually are getting better at what it is that you're doing. I've said it once, I'm going to say it again, but you want to start slow and steady. No one ever wants to start slow ever, ever, but think about the three S start slow and steady. It's going to help eliminate injuries and injuries do nothing but set you back. We don't want to do that. So just take care of yourself. 
And then after about, I mean, roughly, after about 30 days, you're going to go from your base phase into your build phase. And in your build phase, what you're doing is you're just stepping up your training. You could be adding hill training. Um, let's say you live, like for me, I live in a flat area, Houston, Texas. And so definitely, if I'm going to go hike in Yosemite or if I'm going to go bike in Tuscany or wherever, right, whenever we can do those things, if I'm going to go do those things, I need to have some hill training. So I can start adding that in there. Any incline works. For me, inclines are bridges, parking garages, stairs, hilly slopes, like it all, it all counts. It all counts. So just think about this, right? Like I know that a lot of times people will say, oh, well, I can't train here for there. And the truth is, is that you can, like you can almost always train where you are for what you're going for. You just have to be imaginative, right? I have a friend of mine who's a, a whitewater kayak instructor. And she always says, you can train for a class four river, which is a big river, on a class two river. You just, it's just the moves that you need to make. So it's the same thing. Like you can train for where you, what you want to do. You just have to get, you know, creative. So think about this and like start looking into your build phase for about 30 days. Okay. And remember, you're still including strength, stretching, and your sport. And mix sports up. It's certainly, there's like, you can totally mix your sports up. Let's say you're shooting for a hiking trip. There's no reason you can't do some biking. Like, I mean, mix it up. Keep it interesting. Like, you want to keep it interesting, and you want to keep your body guessing. So think about that. So then, so let's say that roughly you've been 30 days in a build phase and 30 days, I mean, sorry, 30 days in a base phase, 30 days in a build phase. Then the next phase is what I call the buff phase. And the buff is where at the very beginning of, the, of that phase, you're actually going to pull back. You're just going to pull back for a week and let your body recover. I mean, you're still going to do stuff. You're still going to um, push, but you're not going to push super hard. You're going to keep it pretty easy because after that, you're going to go into um, pushing hard, trying, trying more like, you know, building strength where you don't think you need it. Let's say you're going on a bike ride. And what you don't think is you need strength in your arms, you do. You need strength in your arms. So you're going to start building strength in the places that you don't think you need it. Um, same thing with hiking. Building strength in your arms, even though it's mostly a leg exercise. If you're kayaking, people think, oh, you know, that's all arms. Nope, it's core. And then some arms. And then you want to build your legs. So, so think about that, right? Um, and one of the reasons is, is that almost... Every time you do some sort of adventure, it's not just going to be that one thing that you said you're going to do. Let's say you're going kayaking. It's not just going to be kayaking. It's going to be carrying your kayak. It's going to be moving your kayak around. It's going to be carrying it down to the water. Like there's a lot that goes into um, these different things that we do. And we need to make sure that we branch out a little bit and give our bodies a full body workout. So that's kind of the buff stage, right? And once again, in buff, um, think about that you're just like building it up a little bit more, but you also want to always, you know, listen to your body. Then the next thing you would go into is maintenance. And maintenance, what maintenance is, is a maintenance phase is whatever you need to do 
to continue that level of fitness that you've created without overtraining. Okay. And after you've been training for this long, you get a feel for your body. You know what's going on. Um, and then the last piece that I'd like to add is that you need to think about the two pieces that often throw people off, which are hills and heat. And if you come from a flat area, then hills can be hard. Even if you come from a, from a hilly area, hills can be hard if you don't do them a lot. And then heat, heat throws people off. I know that um, many years ago, I was in a I was in a skate race, and it was it was a pretty long skate race, quite frankly. It was 86 miles, and I'm it's in Georgia, so I go and I don't know when it is. It's probably September, and for me, I've been training all summer long, so I've been training in this terrible, terrible Texas heat, right? And I get there and at least 80% of the people who were there were from other places like overseas and they couldn't handle the heat. Like the heat just took it out of them. And so I had this huge advantage simply because I'd been training in the heat for so long. So keep, and, and that was just for a race, but, but think about like whatever it is that you're doing when you train and get used to the heat and work with the heat, then when you're in the heat, it just becomes just another thing. Like it's not a real, it's not a problem. And I would love to do a, do a quick, um, podcast someday on just, you know, dealing with heat because it's something that you can learn. And I know that for our friends that are in the Southern hemisphere, that's right now it's, it's winter for them. But for the rest of us, it's getting in the middle of the summer. So um, think about that. Like you just want to train for hills and heat too. All right. I know I have stuffed a lot of training into a very, very short period of time. So I'm going to go back over it. Very, just, you know, just a quick overview and let you think about it for a second. Think about what you're going to do is you're going to start with a base phase. And that base phase is going to be, you're going to start easy. Uh, about five days a week of training. And then as you, and when I'm saying easy, like, you know, like, you know how easy is easy is when you're doing something and you're not incapable of having a conversation. Okay. And I'm making this super simplistic. Uh, if you would like to do the training with me, I would love for you to absolutely. I'm all over getting people ready for these things, but just for right now, an overview you start out and it's fairly easy. You're training about five days a week. Then your build phase, you're stepping it up all across the board. You can, you can go into six days during that period if you would like. And then from there, always remembering that when you, when your body feels tired and you're starting to feel beat up, dial it back, just dial it back because you never want to get injured. You just and rest, rest is, rest is part of your training. Okay. So think about that. Like you don't, you don't go to the gym five days a week. You might go to the gym three days a week because you need that rest in between. So you want to always make sure that you're getting some rest in there. Then you go into buff phase and buff phase starts out super easy. Like that first week in buff is you're resting right? You're taking it easy. I mean, you're doing stuff, but you're taking it super easy. Then you dial it up, work harder. 
you know, do some of the things that you need to do. If you're cycling, maybe you do some one-legged paddling drills. If you're hiking, then you want to make sure that you're doing hills and you're doing, you know, lots of pole work. And so you just like, you know, just dial it up. And then you want to be able to maintain what it is that you've achieved. After that, never forget to add in the hills and heat. And I think that if you do these things that we've just talked about in this three-part series, you're going to be able to do some, you're going to be able to have some of that fun, some of those dreams, some of the adventure that is important for us, some of the things that we need to look forward to, that we need to give like meaning to our movement. So just go back through, listen to these three um, podcasts, and then go out and let me know what it is that you're going to do. Let me know what your plans are. I want to hear. I want to hear what your plans are, what your adventure is, and what you have for a challenge. In the meanwhile, if you would like to join me on the masterclasses, I would be thrilled to have you there. They're easy, user-friendly, inexpensive. They've got the full training schedules in there and the planning, the gear, the safety and how to train for your level. So I would love to see you there. You can drop by fitisfreedom.com to find more information about that. And otherwise, have a wonderful day and let me know what your dream adventure is. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this mini-series. I hope it opened up some ideas and some possibilities and you're thinking about what you want to create, what you want to make to look forward to, what you want to change in your life that can help that happen. If you want to carry on this conversation, I'd be honored if you'd join me every Monday night, 6 p.m. Central for Monday Night Live. I chat a bit about what the topic of the day is, and then we open up and we share if we want. And if you don't want to, you never have to, but it's a nice way to make some great connections. You can find all the details and you can RSVP at our website, which is fitisfreedom.com. Once again, fitisfreedom.com. And I can't wait to see you there. Bye-bye.